Chapter 4 of Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Piotr Nater. Innocencia, a story of the prairie regions of Brazil, by the Viscount of Taunay. Translated by James William Wells. The Home of the Mineiro. When the travellers reached the entrance to the yard containing the farm buildings of Pereira, four or five lean and hungry dogs dashed towards them, welcoming their master with noisy yelps of joy. Some fowls scurried away at a run. Two roosters, already perched for the night on the ridge of the roof of an outhouse, crowed lustily. And from various holes and corners, big pigs and little pigs here and there peeped with their small and sleepy eyes, and wondered at the commotion. From the interior of the habitation soon appeared a poorly clad and aged negress, her head and shoulders enveloped in a coarse cotton cloth. Ho, ho there! Ah, Maria Conga! called Pereira. What is there new about here? A blessing, mio senor, the slave petitioned by extending her open hand as she somewhat slowly approached. God make thee holy, brusquely responded the Mineiro. How fair the child Nascencia! Inya Inya has got the ague. That I know well, but how has she fared since the day before yesterday until now? Every day when the hour comes, Inya clatters her jaws. Sim, senor. Translator's note. Inya Inya is a negro term applied to the eldest or only daughter of a family. End of note. Humph! What is bad is that the attacks have not lessened. Well, we shall see presently. And dinner? Is it ready? I'm quite done up with hunger. What say you, Senor Sirino? He asked as he turned to his companion. I also can manage to eat something. We have reason to... Well then, interrupted Pereira, put your foot on the ground and press hard, for the soil is ours. My house, as I have already told you, is a poor one, but it will fill you and is closed against no one. Then, setting the example, he removed the harness from his little horse and left it to find its way to some outbuildings which served as stables. Serino also dismounted, but as he entered a species of veranda with a thatched palm-leaf roof which shaded the whole front of the house, he paused, and his gestures and physiognomy showed some vexation of mind. There now, Senor Pereira, he exclaimed, beating the heel of his boot with an ear of maize, it is only now that I remember that my baggage will follow the road to Leal and leave me here without my clothes or my remedies. What a nuisance! We ought to have waited at the turn-off of your road. The Mineiro, with a broad grin on his homely rubicund face, exclaimed, Ho, ho! Is the doctor then such a greenhorn at travelling? Do you think then that I did not leave some notice for your people? Don't you remember that branch that I laid in the middle of the main road where we left it? Truly I do, replied Serino. Well then, your men will very soon be on our tracks. Let us enter within, for the hunger is gripping me enough, I can tell you. The abode of Pereira consisted of a grass-thatched roof-house, capacious in area, but low in height. Under a spacious veranda in front of the house, a wide doorway, bordered on each side by a narrow, unglazed, but shuttered window, gave access to a spacious front room. The front wall of the house, possibly on account of the weight of the roof, was sensibly bulged out of the perpendicular, and some longitudinal cracks therein showed that some important repairs were urgently necessary to that structure of sticks and clay. 
On the right side of the house was a big thatched barn, the sides of which consisted of a framework holding in place upright bamboos, from the spaces between which issued a constant supply of heads of maize, a supply largely due to the excavating operations of the pigs, who were never far away from this porcine paradise. The roof of the veranda was thatched with burity palm leaves and supported by thick stems of bamboos, and, extending along the whole front of the house, constituted a convenient shelter for such guests as on the occasion of some festival might exceed the ordinary accommodation of the hospitable habitation. The interior of the house comprised two distinct divisions. The front part consisted of one large room, accessible only by the door that led into it from the outer veranda. The rest of the house formed the sanctuary of the family, and, being without any internal communication with the front room, it was completely secluded from the sight and intrusion of the strangers. The earthen floor of the front room showed on it many signs of log fires, the smoke of which had covered with a thin coating of brown polish the rafters and thatch overhead, making them resemble varnished rosewood in color. This, said Pereira, on entering the front room and seating himself on a three-legged stool, belongs to my guests. A few only come this way, but anyhow it is as well to be always prepared for them. My own people live in the back part of the house. He pointed to the blank wall facing the entrance door of the room, and made a gesture to indicate that the house extended beyond it. Senor Pereira, said Sirino, reclining himself on a solid wooden couch, pray do not inconvenience yourself about me in any way whatever. Just imagine that no one is here. Well then, returned the Mineiro, rest yourself a little while i go inside to hear what news there is the hour is one for eating rather than for reposing but meanwhile lie down while you wait for when one is tired that is a more comfortable position than sitting or standing the guest did not refuse the invitation he removed his poncho pulled off his riding boots and doubling them up he utilized them for a pillow when one assumes a horizontal position after many miles of riding in Brazil, slumber is the inevitable and speedy sequence. Quickly, therefore, the eyelids of the young man closed in sleep, and his breast heaved with a peaceful respiration. He had already slept for an hour and a half, and would probably have slept much longer if he had not been awakened by the noise of the arrival of a troop of animals and the cries of men as they unloaded the cargoes. Senor Pereira, with a jovial air, appeared at that instant at the doorway, saying, Now then, what did I not tell you, eh? It is a fact. Now I am perfectly contented. And you have had a pretty long snooze? Yes, an hour, perhaps. At least, if not more. All this time I have been at the bedside of Nocencia, who trembled with cold as if she was in Urupretu, with the hoarfrost in the streets. Is she no better, then? Not at all. When you have eaten something, you shall see her. She is so altered that she looks as if she had been ill for two months. Happily, observed Serena with some petulance, here am I to put her on her feet again. Heaven aid you, cried Pereira, with a father's anxiety. Hallo, what ho, you boys there, he shouted to the two men who had just arrived. You men can put up in the ranch yonder. You will find water close by and there is no want of firewood. All you have to do is to stretch out your hands. Look, you give a full ration to the mules. Make the most of the corn while you can. It is the support of the animal. I sell it cheap, two heads for a copper, 
and there are no poor weekly grains in them, but all sound, ripe, and big. Hello there! Maria Conga, get on with this! Put dinner on the table! The indications of Pereira to the men were duly attended to, and the old negress, answering to the call, proceeded to spread upon the wide, roughly planed table a cotton tablecloth, coarse in texture but snowy white in color. On it she poured the contents of two gourds of coarsely pounded maize, and then placed a soup plate of blue earthenware and a metal fork and spoon by its side. "'Sit down, doctor,' said Pereira to Sirino. "'I will not help you to clean up.' because i have already had something in the back room pardon me if the food is not to your liking at this moment maria conga returned with two smoking dishes one filled with black beans and the other with rice and the green vegetables inquired pereira are there none nor sim sim senor i will bring them directly replied the negress and promptly performing another journey she produced the required additions to the meal the Mineiro again apologized for the insufficiency of quantity and rough preparation of the food. I do not provide you with a loin of pork today, but the promise will not be forgotten. Of that you can rest assured. I am indeed contented with what there is, protested Sirino, and by the vigorous way in which he attacked the repast, he evidently spoke with sincerity. Maria, said Pereira to the slave, who, at some distance from the table, remained standing with folded arms. Bring some of this afternoon's sugar syrup and coffee with sugar. The two things called for being duly produced, Serino completed his dinner with visible satisfaction. Ah, he exclaimed as he stretched his arms, I feel now just as compact as an egg. The beans were excellent. Praised be Nosso Senor Jesus Cristo, who has given me these good quarters. Amen, responded Pereira. Now, my friend, said the young man after a short pause, I am at your orders. Can we see your little invalid? We may perhaps be able to take advantage of the opportunity of an intermission of the fever to attack it promptly. I do not like delays in these cases. A slight cloud of gloom stole over the face of the Mineiro. He frowned somewhat, and an expression of disquietude appeared on his brows. Later on, he said with some precipitation, not at all objected sirino i tell you that the sooner you attend to it the better it will be why are you in such a hurry inquired pereira suspiciously i replied sirino without perceiving the intention i am not so in the least it is for the good of the young woman the eyes of pereira flashed with sudden brilliancy and how know you that my daughter is a young woman he exclaimed with vivacity well now was it not you yourself who told me so on the road ah truly she is not yet however a young woman fourteen or fifteen years old at the very most say fifteen years and a half quite a child you know poor little thing well replied the youth let it be as you like whenever you want me send to fetch me meanwhile i will look through my trunks while i wait and get some remedies so as to have them ready at hand very good acquiesced pereira put your things in that corner and you may rest assured nobody will touch them as to my daughter i will return directly uh i will just take a glance inside there and uh uh afterwards well we will talk about it then End of chapter four